Welcome to the Trends in Automation podcast, brought to you by Festo. Festo can change the way you work with innovative and intelligent automation solutions, enabling your business to thrive in this rapidly changing environment. Hello, my name is Tony Oren, and I'm Vice President of Festo Didactic North America. And you may know Festo from being an automation company, creating uh, efficiency and motion through products and solutions increased on focused on increasing productivity of machines and processes but what you may not know is festo didactic the training and education division of festo is focused on increasing the productivity of people and and organizations themselves so festo actually got into the pneumatics business uh, back in the mid 60s when mr stoll the sto and festo visited a trade show in chicago and discovered pneumatic technology took that back to Germany and started automating his woodworking equipment. While this created efficiencies in his machines, it also created a a challenge. That challenge was he had to train people on how to use pneumatic technology. Therefore, Festo Didactic was founded in 1965 with a pneumatic seminar. So we've been focused on industrial workforce development, training and education now for many, many years. However, in the U.S., we still have a big challenge with a skills shortage. Most recently, I read in an article from NAM, which uh, cited the Bureau of Labor Statistics, that 2.1 million manufacturing jobs could go unfilled by 2030. So if I try to put that in a little bit of perspective, most of the workforce development in the U.S. today takes place at the two-year technical or community colleges. And there's roughly 1,500 of those in the U.S., So even if all 1,500 turned out an additional 100 workers per year, which is not a small uh, task, but even if they could do that, we would still be short about a million workers by 2030. So therefore, we have a big problem on our hands. So we continue to work with these two-year colleges to equip them with modern learning factories, training equipment, curriculum, digital learning, so that they can continue to produce as many skilled workers as possible, but we're also trying to help industries upskill their existing staff or, or as their new hires come on board that are unskilled, we can help them to upskill to the competencies needed to work in these modern factories. And it's not just manufacturing. When we think about uh, some of these skilled industry jobs that are going to be missing, the logistics industry is booming right now. Amazons are popping up everywhere. They're some of the most highly automated facilities, again, needing more and more workers. So the skills gap is getting wider because of of retirements and booming economy, but it's also getting deeper because of emerging technologies. And Festo can help with both of those things. We can upskill existing workforce as well as help prepare the workforce of the future by working with our education. However, one of the biggest challenges we have in education right now is simply not enough young people are aware of the exciting, high-pay, high-demand careers, not just jobs, careers that are available in industry, manufacturing, and industry in general. So one of the biggest things that I've been focused on personally in every speaking opportunity I get, any chance I get to engage uh, with, with the educational community is we have to get more moms and dads educated about these career paths. And then we need to put shop back in school to, to steal a phrase from, from Mike Rowe. There's so many opportunities available, but nobody is aware And by the time they get to high school, especially a two-year college environment, 
They may not have found their path or chosen a career, but they have certainly eliminated many, manufacturing being one of those, and primarily driven by, let's say, poor media around manufacturing, um, layoffs that happened back when the economy dropped. But what happened during COVID, one of the things we saw was that manufacturing jobs did not go away during COVID. Production positions did not go away. So these are really, really high pay, high demand, interesting career options, and we've got to expose more and more younger minds to it. So if we then can focus on increasing the pipeline of future workers in the education system while also working directly with manufacturing and industry today to, to upskill their existing workforce, only then can we begin to close this skills gap and even come close to filling those 2.1 million unfilled jobs by 2030. There's another problem that we're facing right now in regards to workforce development, and this goes back to preparing the future workforce within our education system. So I've mentioned before that, that we have a big challenge with not enough students and, and moms and dads not being aware of these career paths and encouraging their kids to pursue them. But the other challenge we have is a lack of qualified instructors. And this is not meant to be a, a negative toward uh, instructors. They are amazing people. They're a special breed. We need more of them. We're also seeing on the back end of the pandemic, uh, the great resignation is hitting technical education and education in general quite hard. We're seeing a lot of teachers step away from education. And those that are in education that have the skill sets needed to teach advanced manufacturing topics like smart manufacturing, the Internet of Things, cybersecurity, on top of all the foundation topics of pneumatics and hydraulics and PLCs, if they have the skill sets to teach those courses, they can make two to three times the amount of money actually performing those jobs in industry versus teaching them in the classroom. And that creates a real challenge because these, these instructors that, that have these skill sets, we, we need them. Um, and one of the ways we're working to address that problem is by providing really, really high-tech train-the-trainer programs where we could take, for example, a good physics teacher. And with a partner like NC3, the National Coalition of Certification Centers, we can put them through a train-the-trainer program to teach them how to teach pneumatics. So we can help them with the subject matter but we can also help them with how to teach that hands-on topic versus maybe a math class or, or physics class. Um, so we're trying to address this problem, and there's a lot of ways they can do it. These train-the-trainer programs are, are available multiple times per year. They're very, very cost-effective uh, and really can help fill the gap of qualified instructors that then can help fill the gap in industrial workforce. Another way we're helping with the, let's say, shortage of, of skilled instructors is we actually have the capability of providing the training on behalf of a college or, or a school. And we had a recent example with one of our partners, uh, Bluegrass Educational, where they had a college partner that needed to deliver uh, a series of workforce development programs for local industry, but the school did not have the equipment. The school did not have an instructor capable of teaching the courses. So they subcontracted with Festo to come in and, and provide the training for local industry. So we sent in equipment, we sent in a master trainer, and we delivered the courses on behalf of the college. So the college was the provider to industry and helps with the funding of those programs. And then the industry got to upskill their, their workforce. So it was really a win-win-win across the board. 
just another example of how we have to work as a community. You know, you you hear sometimes when you're raising a child, it takes a village to, to raise a child. Well, it's going to take a village to solve this workforce problem. So we're trying to partner with as many people as possible with colleges, with high schools, and with third-party entities. So I mentioned NC3, the National Coalition of Certification Centers. We have a very robust uh, certification program with them as well as PMMI, the Packaging Machinery Manufacturers Institute, around their mechatronic certification program addressing that specific industry segment. Our alignment with PMMI has been really important because as we see this supply chain logistics and, and everything growing, packaging, everything we buy comes in a package. So as any industry grows, the packaging industry is going to grow, so they're going to need a workforce. So partnering with PMMI, we can help solve that workforce as well. In line with attracting younger minds into manufacturing or industrial careers, uh, we created a, a, a very, very robust integrative STEM uh, program. And in this program, we focus on uh, the opportunity for students to explore three different career clusters to give them a chance to, as I mentioned before, not eliminate, but perhaps choose a path or a career path that they're looking for. So there's an environmental technology and advanced manufacturing uh, cluster, as well as uh, robotics and automation. So they get an opportunity to create, to design, to test, to operate, to maintain and repair in a various uh, uh, career roles. And one of the things that we're doing to, let's say, further that program with our bionics for education is we partnered with Patrick and Henry Community College in Martinsville, Virginia. Uh, we were already a strong partner with them uh, in that they became one of the first uh, NC3 centers of excellence with our Industry 4.0 certification program. But now we've partnered with them to create a STEM hub to where we can use their resources to help reach out down into the education system, into the high schools, into the middle schools, perhaps even elementary schools, in order to expose more young people to technology. So with the Bionics for Education program, we're not focused on teaching them how to be a technician. We're trying to spark engagement, spark creativity, spark a passion. So many people have seen Festo Bionics on The Tonight Show or National Geographic or BBC, where Festo studies nature. Because as I mentioned before, Festo, at the end of the day on the automation side, we create and control motion. Well, where do you find motion being perfected for billions of years? And that's in nature. So we study animals, penguins, ants, kangaroos, elephants, fish, etc., to see how they create and control movement. And as a result, how can we take that efficiency and bring it into industrial applications? So these products get a lot of attention, and anytime we take them to a trade show or to a fair, what we realized is kids just swarm to these things. They flock to them. They're so intrigued. So we created Bionics for Education, where students can build an elephant trunk or build a fish and program it and have it swim in a tank and see who can make the faster fish. They are focused on building a fish, but what they don't realize is they're learning about electricity and mechanical systems and technology and controls. So we get them excited about these technologies at a very early age, and that's where we really want to target even down to the elementary school. Another partner is the K-Tech organization uh, in, in Kenosha, Wisconsin. So it started as a K-through 
uh, five program. They've added a middle school. They're now adding a high school. So we're partnering with them to see how we can bring our level one certifications with NC3 or PMMI down into the late levels of high school, but then put the STEM program into the late middle school, early high school, and maybe the bionics for education even down to the elementary. In fact, they just had a, a summer camp for mechatronics and we had a first 11-year-old, 11-year-old young man passed Introduction to Mechatronics Certification Program. So he has an industry-recognized credential that's endorsed by Festo, 3M, and the National Coalition of Certification Centers. So it is possible. And one of the things we're focused on is making what people have thought historically to be impossible to make it possible to get these young minds not only interested, but get them upskilling at these younger ages, 11, 12, 13 years old. So by the time they come out of high school, they can already have a life-sustaining wage. In some cases, maybe even a generational changing wage. Okay, so I thank you for your time today. Thanks for listening. Hopefully you were able to see that in addition to having passion for automation technology and creating and controlling motion around the world, we also have a deep-rooted passion for technical education and training, building that workforce of today and tomorrow. If you'd like more information on how we could help you as a school implement these programs or help you as a company to upskill your workforce, please contact your local representative. And we can even come in, if you'd like, and, and do a, a training needs analysis, an assessment of, of what skills are, are needed, what skills are missing, uh, so that we can help you prepare, prepare your workforce of today and tomorrow. So again, thanks for listening and have a great day. Thank you for listening to the Trends in Automation, brought to you by Festo. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you subscribe and stay up to date on future episodes. You can now listen on iTunes, Google Play, and various podcast platforms. For more information on this and more, please visit Festo.com. Thanks again for listening, and until next time.